You're listening to TBD, a podcast for brilliant coaches, consultants, helpers, and healers creating their best work and their most meaningful contribution. I'm your host, Megan Hale, business strategist and thought partner to help you distill your wisdom into your most potent offers and the multiple six figures that go with it. I'll be the first to tell you though, as someone who's done it, this path is far from a straight line. There are highs, there are lows, and so many moments of uncertainty in between. But if there are two things I know to be true, it's you always know what you need to know when you need to know it. And the next right step is always on its way. Let's do this. Hello, hello, my friends, and welcome back to the show. So I am coming your way from South Carolina this week as I am home visiting my family, and I am definitely back in the hot, steamy South as we make our annual July trip back to the low country to make some sweet beach memories with my kiddos. This yearly trip has been one of my non-negotiables over the years, so I can ensure that my kids have core memories of picking sandcastles and digging for periwinkles in the surf and crabbing with chicken thighs and boogie boarding through the waves and getting sand all in their bathing suits and having beach picnics just like I did growing up. So every year we make the trek back to the South no matter where we're living. And it always makes my heart so happy to see the palm trees swaying in the coastal wind, that smell of pluff mud and salt that just hits you in the face in the most undeniable way. And the way that the water just sparkles over the marsh as you cruise over the intercoastal waterway. You know, Charleston will forever be the place that I found myself and did some of my deepest healing from adolescence, experienced my first big loss of a good friend that completely ripped my heart out and altered my trajectory. And where I also met my husband that altered my trajectory even more with over five military moves now all over the United States. Charleston was the city that I chose to start to build my own life when I was just 20 years old. And like any good coming of age movie, every time I come back, I am flooded with so many old memories of some of my deepest heartaches, some of my deepest loves, and definitely some of the deepest reckonings that I have had with my soul over the years. My family ended up moving down just a few years after I did, and it's been synonymous with home ever since. Until, of course, my little family finds our own place that is home, wherever that may be, the search still continues. So for the past few years that we've been coming back, sometimes it's the last week of June and the first week of July, others as the first two weeks of July. And so we are always here when we are celebrating Independence Day. And for the past five years, it's actually been a holiday that I have abstained from celebrating, not really knowing like what it is that we are celebrating in a country that centers freedom. But there are also still so many inequities and barriers to freedom that still exist today. And that was before <laughs> so many of our freedoms that have recently been taken away. So if you are new to my world, um, in 2016, that was the year that I woke up to white supremacy as Trump took office and the way that the system is embedded in just every single nook and cranny of our country, which sparked a really long overdue internal reckoning. And much of my work that first year was sussing out old religious trauma and why so many things started to make all new kinds of sense for the way conservative Christianity especially has been entrenched with so many ideals, philosophies, and the beliefs that continue to uphold misogyny, xenophobia, and racial hierarchies, just to name a few. 
but it wouldn't be until two years later in 2018 that I started to realize the other places that I had sought refuge, especially spirituality, were simply more of the same using different names for the same old stuff. And there was still so much more that I needed to dismantle and re-examine for myself. So for the past five years, for sure, plus a couple more where I did not feel particularly celebratory, just watching what was happening in this country, the 4th of July has been this day that's kind of like, I'm just, I do this very different than a lot of my family does. And so for me, I've really had to ask myself, like, what are we celebrating, right? Like, what are we celebrating when women's rights and access to healthcare have just been stripped with the overturn of Roe v. Wade? What are we celebrating when just a few years ago, we witnessed a nation reckon with institutional racism at a level we have never seen, only to see voices go more quiet, including my own, when it hasn't been in the headlines getting the press it still very much deserves. Not to mention the rollback of affirmative action that very much feels like we are moving in the opposite direction. What is there to celebrate when a country that preaches separation of church and state still leverages conservative beliefs to create this polarity in our politics that is just so incredibly toxic? We're always swinging from this far right or this far left when what we really need, in my personal opinion, are more voices that are meeting somewhere in the middle where we can actually work together to create real change instead of feeling like we're swinging on this pendulum every single election cycle as we go from a more conservative house or Congress or court to a more liberal one and back and forth over and over again. And I understand the checks and balances and the intelligence behind that system. And also it just feels like every single time we take a step forward, we're taking a step back. And it's like, why is this? Like, there's got to be a different way to do this, right? And that's just one of the big issues. I also asked myself, what is there to celebrate when LGBTQ families have to literally move states because they don't feel safe and aren't safe to simply raise their families? And perhaps the biggest for me, what is there to celebrate when our children continue to be murdered in schools? Not to mention the racial hate crimes that are committed in this country every single day, while nothing changes in regards to gun reform. I know that I am not the only one who lives with secondary traumatization from school shootings. I have lived with it since Sandy Hook in 2012, and there have been hundreds, hundreds of shootings since then, 27 of them being mass school shootings with 19, ugh, 19 being at elementary schools, eight being at colleges and universities. What makes this all the more complicated for my unique identity it is also being an active duty military spouse and being directly tied to a small but still felt pressure of patriotism that I'm really working to redefine for myself in this season. I was bringing up a lot of these feelings in therapy this past week, which I'm glad that I did because I've been clarifying like how I want to teach my boys about this day, what it means and how we honor it versus celebrate it. And as I was talking about my conflicted feelings, my new therapist shared with the consent from her trans daughter that the fourth is her daughter's opportunity to take America back and celebrate it for what it can be. That the very holiday itself is a celebration of resistance and fighting for freedom. It just happens to be that our founding colonizers did not include everyone in their definition of the freedoms that they were fighting for. And so it's a remembrance of resistance. And honestly, that's the only thing that I have resonated with for quite some time. 
Ibram Kendi published an article today titled, What to an American is the 4th of July, which really brings this same sentiment that this day is a celebration of resistance, and this is the most patriotic act that we can take. I highly recommend that you go and read it, and if you are not already following Ibram Kendi, please give him a follow on Instagram because he is just such a prolific thought leader when it comes to dismantling race in America. You know, what I know is that our founding ideals of life, liberty, and a pursuit of happiness can only be as realized as we are willing to dismantle the constructs that prioritize freedom for some while excluding them for others. And I really want to believe this country can be one of the greatest countries in the world. And in many ways, I know that we have far more freedoms than other countries do, but I made a vow a long time ago that I did not come here to live an at least life. So nor do I give America an at least it's better than kind of pass. Like we still have so much fucking work to do. The fourth is a holiday of observance for me and my family. And I do not see that changing for the foreseeable future. And what I am kind of wrestling with is I have not partaked in any festivities, like don't go watch fireworks, don't go on parades, don't go to picnics, like don't go to any of those things. And I've been thinking about, is there a way for me to partake in some of these festivities, but have it rooted in a different place? And I'm still wrestling with that. I don't know the answer, but what I do know is that when I hear the fireworks go off tonight, I am going to intentionally allow myself to feel the grief that has been very present for me for the past seven years, while also really trying to root this down into this remembrance of resistance, this remembrance of hope that something better can be possible, this resolve that this country was built on liberty. And we have, oh, such a long way to go before that ideal is realized. And there are also people in this country that are working towards that every single day. So if you too struggle with this holiday, you're not alone in that. You might have very fond memories of this holiday growing up and being around family, being around neighbors, having this sense of pride for your country and the freedoms that it does offer, while also knowing that there are so many more freedoms we are still fighting for in this country. So I encourage you to follow thought leaders who are really challenging the narratives, who are working towards change, and giving yourself permission to really redefine what patriotism means in this post-Trump era. And knowing the most important work is staying connected to your vision that you hold for this country, what a true representation of freedom actually looks like, and joining forces with the people who are intentionally creating it. As always, my friends, I am wishing you the courage to keep showing up, even while clarity is still forming, trusting, knowing, believing that the next right step is always on its way. See you soon. Thank you.